Now on Cape Ham 860, the marriage team is at your service. We've only just begun to live White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're on our way Few things are more complicated than getting relationships right. And here are marriage coaches Al and Autumn Ray to empower you for a winning marriage. Welcome to Marriage Team. We're so glad you joined us this afternoon. We have some special guests that we're going to introduce in just a few minutes, but I'd like to introduce myself and my co-host. I'm Coach Autumn. And I'm Coach And I'm here with my husband. Coach L. And we founded an organization called Marriage Team. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about that, so you'll want to stick around later in the show. But we'd like to start off today by introducing some really good friends of ours, Gil and Brenda Stewart who also founded an organization called Restored and Remarried. And we're going to let them tell you a little bit more about that. So, Gil and Brenda, why don't you tell us a little bit about how long you've been married and just a little bit of information about the two of you. Thanks, Autumn. We're so happy to be here with Marriage Team with you and Al. Um, Honey, how long have we been married? Well... It seems like just yesterday. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, just yesterday. It's kind of like saying, uh, do these jeans make me look fat? <gasps> so anyway, hey, we've been married seven years. Seven and a half. Seven and a half years mm-hmm. in our remarriage. And how many kids do you have? Yours, many, mine, ours. How does it look? How many kids do we have between us? Uh, oh, man. Let's see. I've lost count. Uh, I have, We have seven kids between us who we affectionately refer to them as those people. Uh, yeah, those people. Yeah, you got to like, get the inflection What are those right. people doing? Yeah. When are those people leaving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When well, are those people coming? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now that well, most be, of them are out. Between the seven children, though. So we kind of actually answer the question of how long we've been married with how many children we have, because there's this little thing that we refer to as remarried math, which basically, here's how the equation works. You take the number of actual years you've been married times the number of children you have between the two of you. So technically, Brenda and I have been married 49 and a half years. Oh my goodness. Don't we look good? Yeah, we look good for 49 (laughs) years. A lot of that has to do with the fact that you don't just start into a, rem- a remarriage with like the beginning steps. You more or less are kind of jumping onto a moving train. So anyhow, that's the kids and the number of years and all that sort of stuff. What an analogy, jumping onto a moving train. And it must feel like at times a fast fate- freight train. Oh, that's- definitely. Because yes. it's at full speed. You don't get a chance to gear up. Right. So um, what it, what was it like that first year of marriage when you were when you first jumped on the the train and you felt like your arms were being ripped off as you were trying to, <laughs> to hold on. Gee, were you there? No. <laughs> um, I think, you know, the first year of any marriage takes a lot of adjustment, but especially, you know, that first year, I think Gil and I, we tried to do as much of our homework as we could before we got remarried because we heard, that, you know, the statistic is pretty much 60% of second marriages fail within the first two years. And we did not want to be a statistic like that. So we were really adamant, even before we got married, but even after, to look for information and 
you know, so how we, how we could really fine tune this train. <laughs> well, we went looking for books, which yeah. we found a few. We went looking for seminars, workshops here in the Northwest, which we could not find any. So we actually got on a plane, flew to Scottsdale, Arizona, and attended a marriage, a remarriage step family conference with a gentleman by the name of Ron Deal. Yeah, Six, successful, yeah, step, successful families. step families, yeah. and that's kind of how resource. we got started that first year, mm-hmm. and learned a whole lot about some of the statistics and hurdles and challenges and pink glasses, as some people said, because we were still on our honeymoon. In a lot of ways, we still are. But <laughs> good answer, Gil. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting points here, aren't I? <laughs> so it sounds like that you, in hindsight, what I'm hearing you say is you really made a a good early decision to get some education by going to a seminar that gave you insights that you didn't have before until you actually get on the freight train and then all of a sudden it was moving really quick. Definitely. I mean, in a lot of ways, we realize that marriage is marriage, which is tough as it is. It can be a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. Remarriage, it has some jumps and hurdles and potholes and <laughs> side eddies and all kinds of challenges that re- marriage does not have. So we definitely wanted to gather as much information as we could so that we could make good, solid changes in our life. Yeah. So why did you actually begin the organization called Restored and Remarried? Well, I think it really came out of the fact that, especially in the Northwest, there weren't a lot of resources close by and support, which is what we knew we, we needed. So um, things that we learned at the, the the books that we've read and the seminar we attended, we started applying to our own life. And Gil was so creative with different terms and, and things that we did that as we were um, successful in our marriage and some of the conversations we were having with our kids we were making headway and we were making connections that were, we knew were really important. Those heart connections with those, with my stepkids and Gil with my kids. Um, as we were sharing them with other step families, they were really using these terms themselves and encouraged us to put something together so that we could share this at a broader audience. Well, let me inject this. Yeah. Restored and remarried is, I'd say, kind of guy friendly because it, for a guy, you're able to label something. Mm-hmm. And once you can label it, you can conquer it. And so the ability for us to relate these these terms and concepts to communicate and be able to understand what's going on in this step family really helps the guys kind of understand what they're up against because a lot of times they just don't know. Yeah. And then when we brought the term out, they'd go, oh, that's what that's called. I can really yeah. relate to that. Right. And, and as you're saying this, what really happened from the marriage team terms that we use is you both came into the relationship with your own playbooks from your previous relationships. Oh, yeah. And, and now you needed to create a common one so that you could be operating as a team together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Now, exactly. Alan and I have actually attended your seminar, so I can attest that it is really wonderful. The terminology that you folks have come up with is so descriptive, and people can remember it after they've left the seminar, which to Alan and I is so important, is this life change that takes place, not just something in a weekend seminar, but that they can take it home with us. It's awesome. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about your seminars? Well, Autumn, I think it's, you just hit the nail on the mm-hmm. head on something. We just came back from uh, Smart Marriages, which is a national marriage conference. And one thing that I really struck home with me as we 
you know, continue to improve our information and seminar that we share is that we don't want to just give people information. We want them to have transformation also. That's huge because you can have all the information and head knowledge, but if you're not going to really apply anything, nothing's going to change. Yeah. Um, so that's, we're really excited about continuing on that mode in our, in our seminars. But basically, our Restored and Remarried Seminar, we usually do a Friday evening from like 7 to 9, and then all day Saturday from like 9 to 4. And the first part of the seminar, we really talk about what does it mean to be restored? And have you forgiven yourself? Have you forgiven Given your, you're forgiving else, your, ex, your ex, you know, there's yeah, a lot of people In-law, ex-law, ex, whoever is involved because <laughs> yeah. there's such freedom in that. And it's so easy to get bogged down in that unforgiveness and not, you know, not being able to move forward on that. Because we want to encourage couples to know that this is a new relationship. They cannot go you know, back on what their old relationship was like. It's And you can't be bringing up old tapes or we're doing DVDs now. This or is all Blu-ray new. Or whatever. <laughs> I really want to come back to what you were saying too, Autumn, in that, as you were saying, Brenda, one of the themes that we really came away from the Smart Marriages this year was this information does not necessitate I didn't pronounce that right. Information does not necessitate transformation, which is change. So in the conference or in the seminar that we do, we cover a lot of things that deal with the issue of change. And ultimately, like you're saying, Brenda, the change first has to start in my heart as I bring this new relationship of us together. All that stuff in the past has to be dealt with so that there truly is a transformed heart, restored renewed so that now that the remarriage can really start off on the right foot. That was huge ground foundational that first year of marriage. It was just paramount. And I think because we took a lot of time to build in solid information and tools, it really has helped us move forward. You know, Gail, as you were saying, you had to work on yourself and the transformation in your heart. I began to think, does that take place before you begin a new relationship or can it take place in the process of building a new relationship with someone else. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A little bit of both, huh? You want to start that? Well, no. I mean, hence the name of our all of our information is restored. I mean, the idea is to be restored. And I think the biggest aha, I think people that have been through a divorce, you know, I know there's statistics all over the place about why divorce happens, but I believe the number one reason is flat-out selfishness. And if you go into a remarriage situation with that attitude of being selfish, you're not going to get very far. And the idea that the more I serve my husband and love him, it's amazing what happens. He serves me. And it's not like we're keeping points, although I know you're all about the points because you're a man, right? (laughs) (laughs) I want points too. (laughs) Uh But it's this freedom that we have in this, I don't know if you want to call it an organic thing. I don't know that we love each other so much that we're serving each other. And the more I serve Gil, the more I get what I want. So I'm not being selfish. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It yeah. totally makes a sense. A lot of times, especially in a remarriage, it's like, okay, I've been burned before. I've been abandoned. I've got to watch my back. I have to protect my kids. And these walls go up. And it's like, where is the depth of heart of relationship that will keep this marriage alive and keep it strong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned something that we're going to be getting to when we come back from break. Uh, but you mentioned the concept called walls. And I think all marriages have them, but especially in the re, uh, remarried, uh, mm-hmm. it's a concept that you'll be sharing with our listeners and developing it more when we get back. You're listening to uh, KPAM, uh, Marriage Team. If you'd like to 
join the conversation or have any questions for Gil and Brenda, the number is 503-225-0860 or 877-774-KPAN. We look forward to your calls. Help for your marriage is right here with coaches Alan Autumn Ray, the marriage team on KPAM 860. Welcome back to Marriage Team. This is Coach Al, and uh, I'm here today with our guests, Gil and Brenda Stewart from Restored and Remarried. Uh, they're good friends, and they have a seminars and a book called Restored and Remarried, and they work with blended families, and they've been sharing with us um, earlier in the show. And as we went to break, they shared a concept that they introduced that they call the wall, and uh, it is probably one of the most important concepts you talk about. So why don't you elaborate for our listeners a little bit about the wall and what that means? Thanks, Al. Uh, The wall. Well, the wall, as you mentioned before we went to break, there's all kinds of walls and some in relationships, and they tend to be negative. (laughs) And we often thought about the wall in negative terms as well until I came across a thought uh, I was actually reading in the book of Nehemiah when Nehemiah was called to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, the wall that he, the material that he was going to rebuild the wall from were broken and bruised and battered and busted and burned out walls, stone, timbers, and all that. And as Brenda and I entered into our new marriage, in a lot of ways, I felt like the building material of my life was burned, bruised, beat up, you know, and all that from what we had gone through and what we refer to as the great train wreck, i.e., the divorce. And so this wall, as you think about it, walls tend to get built between people uh, which are negative. And we thought, well, uh, that's not the kind of wall that we want happening between us. So our alert, you know, our personal alert signals were on to take that concept of a wall, not to have it come between us, but something that we could come behind to protect us because walls do separate, but walls are sometimes a good thing to build boundaries or to protect ourselves in relationships. So that wall, we kind of began to develop the concept and it actually built out we actually built this wall out of old play blocks that belonged to my oldest stepson. And we actually build this wall that looks like beat up, you know, play blocks during the seminar. But that wall now represents a protection to us and our marriage so that if there's conflict or challenges, which there will be any marriage, even a healthy one is going to face challenges and difficulty. But in remarriage, there's all kinds of other issues that can attack the marriage, namely those people or exes or, you know, alimony, just all kinds of different things that can just batter against that wall. And if it, if we allow it to become a wall between us, we're doomed. So we took the concept of the wall to say, Hey, Let's get behind our wall that we're rebuilding to protect our marriage. And as soon as we would see conflict, it was like, whoa, hold on a second. The battle's out there, not between us. So we would step behind the wall. What what more would you add? Well, and to be able to identify, have that wall uh, represent what our marriage is. Gil and I do not want a great marriage, a good marriage. We want a great marriage. So what? what's involved with having a great marriage. So we would come up with these words that we thought represented a great marriage, trust, honesty, uh, intimacy, commitment. commitment. Uh, For us personally, we want faith in Christ. So as we came up with these different words that were important to us, what represented a great marriage, we would label the bricks on the wall. 
so that we could reference that and go, okay, now those are the this, building blocks. This is really important. And as that wall protected us from in-laws, ex-laws, outlaws, whoever, <laughs> you know, people. job, I mean, anything in life, because life's tough, those things would come against our wall and it would remind us as part of having a great marriage, we come behind that wall as a team, marriage team, mm-hmm. to protect us because all the forces of life, uh, even spiritually, you know, the kids will try to come between us and have the old dissension. divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. we want to be on the same team. So that's the representation of the wall. And then um, your listeners can go on your website. It's right. marriageteam.org, correct? Correct. And they yeah. can uh, download their own. We put an example of the wall for them to fill in themselves. And uh, you'll notice uh, when you look at the the document, the the mortar between each of the bricks should be labeled safety. Now, Gil, why did we label those safety? Well, safety is like the mortar that keeps the wall, the bricks together. Without safety, you're not going to feel vulnerable enough to share some of the most deepest, darkest secrets or desires or dreams, aspirations of your life. But or if hurts. You feel safe or hurts. So if you feel safe in that relationship, you're going to be much more open to do that because in in the past, you know, those deep safe issues that should have been safe, you know, your aspirations or where you were hurt or where you were really dreaming, those very personal things in some cases can be turned around as information as ammo against you and destroy the marriage even further. We don't want that to happen. I think the thing that goes back to, you know, any like any wall, if the mortar starts to crumble, so does the relationship. So the ability to maintain a strong wall, uh, that's part of the reason why we wrote the book, (laughs) (laughs) you know, is to talk about all these different concepts within the wall itself. Okay. That's a mouthful, huh? Yeah, (laughs) I can see I can see we have a caller here. So let's just take this caller um, and you're on the air now. so, hopefully, hello, got you. hello, you, you're, you're on the air now. Um, you have a question for Gil and Brenda? Yeah, um, I've just been married a couple, remarried a couple months to my husband, um, and he has a 13 year old daughter, and I have a six year old son, um, and we have talked about going out, you know, to do a date night or something, just the two of us, and I'm not really comfortable with his daughter watching my son. I think she's just a little bit young and irresponsible, and he tends to get very offended when I mention that I'm uncomfortable and would like to get a babysitter. How would you recommend we we handle that, or what can I do to oh. let him know that it's nothing personal, it's just, you know, I'm not very comfortable. Just okay, here. go ahead, Brent. well the fact that you have a 13 year old daughter to start with yeah we'll pray for you yeah (laughs) we've had teenagers (laughs) and a 16 year old a six-year-old son anyhow congratulations in your remarriage and and we we wish you the best so babysitter wow and uh his and her situation in that situation what do you where do you start brenda i think it's really important that you're both on the same page uh you and your husband and that he really understands concerns you might have and that you that he can share with you why he has so much confidence in, you know, his daughter and maybe mom and dad, you guys sit down with the daughter and lay out the ground rules and just be gone for maybe a cup of coffee, a short time. Um, if you feel comfortable with that, yeah, I, make yourself a cup of coffee and go about a block <laughs> away. Yeah. 
you know, is that way you're no, we're, we're that's kidding. A we're that's kidding. a trial. I mean, if there's issues there with your stepdaughter that you're unconfident with, that can be a really difficult thing to discuss because that in of itself, like we were talking about before, can become an issue becoming a wall between the mm-hmm. two of you. So to be able to be honest and open and trust one another to talk about those difficulties, he may agree with you. <laughs> a 13-year-old daughter could have a lot of issues, but to build that intimacy and trust between you and your, your stepdaughter, that's a huge step. I, I don't know what more you'd want to add to that, Bryn. Anything? Yeah, I think having a healthy conversation. But the main thing is that you and your husband are on the same page. Um, so how do, I, how do I talk to him in a way that, that he'll hear me, that he won't get defensive and, and, well, and like I'm attacking his daughter because that's not what I'm trying to do. Right. Uh, come to one of our seminars and we'll get you all that stuff. No. <laughs> That's probably a really good idea, actually. <laughs> um, I think just being honest with him and letting him know, you know, I I want this to work. I, you know, I love your daughter. I, you know, bring out the points in her that you value. Uh, because it's funny when I know early on with Gil and I, when we had kid issues, I mean, every time Gil would make a comment, maybe to correct my child or something, I would become mama bear and become very defensive. And then he and I would get into it And the same, you know, if I was frustrated with one of his kids doing something and I'd mention it to him, it was almost like I was attacking your parent. Well, yeah, I was just, just like, I felt that way because your question in this issue of babysitter, Brenda would approach me as lovingly as possible. Cause if she had an issue with one of my kids, you're right. I would get defensive yeah because I felt like it was a reflection on me. But when she would say, no, this is not a reflection on you, this is a kid issue. And so sometimes we would ask the question, is this a step family issue? Is this a teenage issue? Is this a girl issue? Because girls are different than boys. And we would kind of start going through those check questions and say, okay, it's not any of those, so what is it? Well, if it's then between you and me, let's deal with it with between you and me. And then if it truly is a stepkid issue or a, you know, a girl issue, then you can approach it from there. But she would typically start off with the question or not this question, but the statement, this isn't about you or a reflection of you. This is the kid. And that would, that would help diffuse me from becoming defensive of my child. And then I could listen. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, that sounds really Mm -hmm. a great way to start the conversation on that and to make sure that there is, there is no defensiveness with, with that. We're going to be going to break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be actually letting Gil and Brenda take the mics and uh, interviewing Autumn and I. So you're coming back for a real treat here. Now more of the marriage team coaches Al and Autumn Ray on KPAM 860. Welcome back to Marriage Team Live. Uh, this is Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda Stewart are here with Al and Autumn Ray from Marriage Team. And we're just having a good time today, aren't we, guys? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us in. You had a couple more things to say uh, before we start chatting with Alan Autumn and asking them some questions about restored and remarry, just to kind of wrap up that last segment. You want to just kind of plug that real quick, Brenda? Yeah, just, I know one thing we f- uh, failed to mention was how to contact us. Uh, our website is restoredandremarried.com, and you can reach us in Vancouver at 360 604 
And we do have a couple seminars coming up. Uh, September, we're going to be at Living Hope Church in Vancouver at the Brush Prairie Campus. And that's September 24th and 25th. And in October, on the 8th and 9th, we're going to be at Dayspring Fellowship Church in Kaiser, Oregon. Both of these uh, seminars have lunch included. And I'm not sure what the cost is going to be at Dayspring Fellowship, but at Living Hope in September, it's going to be $65 a couple. And that covers snacks, uh, seminar, booklet, and lunch on Sunday, Saturday. So wow. that'll be that's a real deal. Fun. That's very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually had a suggestion to make um, to anyone listening out there about the book and the seminar. And I just want to get your idea about this. Now, my personal opinion is that people should purchase the book and the workbook before they go to the seminar and read it. And so that they'll be really up on what they're going to be hearing at the seminar and get the most out of it. Yeah, that would be great. And they can purchase it off of our website. And we're also available on Amazon.com and also at the Crown Books bookstore in Westfield Mall in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, Yeah, the workbook is a great, it's an eight-week workbook, eight lessons, and it's a great follow-up to the seminar. If, you know, there's, we love to see it when there's small groups formed after the seminar because, you know, that 60% figure I had mentioned earlier on, uh, 60% of remarried couples divorced within the first two years, 80% of those couples could have been saved with two things. One is information, which is what they'd be gathering, coming to the seminar or reading a book, any book, um, and also fellowship. Because, boy, just realizing that you're not alone in some of these step family issues, it's like, I mean, when we have people come to our seminars and we have people that are dating, engaged, they've been married 20 years in a remarriage, and once they realize that, oh, that happens to you too, oh, then I'm not alone. You know, then they don't feel so isolated, and there's power in that. Oh, they look relieved. What do you mean? I mean, they're like, oh, we're not the only ones. Oh, we, thanks we for sharing We love to meet that. with engaged yeah. couples because our goal is always to try to break them up. Because it's like, you know what? If you can make it through us, you can make it through a step family. Because we'd rather see people break up than yeah. get divorced again. You you gave the telephone number once, but why don't you give it twice? Say it Great. twice so the audience can uh, write it down if they if they would like. Let me do it. It's area code 360 604 2117. 360 604 2117. Brenda, take Restored it from there. Yeah. Restoredandremarried.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
us guys understand teams. So it made it really easy for them to figure that, oh, yes, I've got a teammate. And I wouldn't treat my teammate if on my ball team or something like right, that. Right. And therefore, it doesn't make sense to do it with my teammate that I'm living with. Mm-hmm. So another question that, that I, I'm just kind of cooking up in my mind right now is, uh, what exactly is marriage team and what does it do? And does it really help with a full contact sport called marriage? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It is a full contact sport. <laughs> yeah. Marriage team is a nonprofit that we formed um, specifically to work couple to couple. There are a lot of uh, types of counseling and mentoring and classes that you can go to mm-hmm. out there on the subject of marriage. But we didn't see too much about couples coming alongside other couples um, especially couples who are very well trained. So we train couples with 24 hours of training so that they can have the skills to come alongside another couple and form that relationship and that support that you said was so important, Brenda. We couldn't agree more. Um, we just look at anybody and say, uh, if you're married, you're going to have problems. You know, it's right. just, you're never going to be immune from it. So people look at Alan and I, they go, oh, you're the experts on marriage. You know, you probably have it all together. You know, the truth is we stopped off at Starbucks this morning because we had an issue that we had to discuss. Yes. And so everybody out there, I mean, we're in the same boat as everybody else and we need the same kind of support. And we knew that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were, uh, began this Uh, couple-to-couple kind of relationship. So we train couples to be coaches, and then couples can call marriage team and say, hey, you know, I'd like to get coached. How do we do that? And so we match couples with other couples to go through this short-term relationship, teaching them skills and helping them practice those skills so that they can become a winning team. Right. And what is the phone number again of marriage team? The phone number is 360-450-6042. That's 360-450-6042. Okay, now another question for you, Alan Autumn, is uh, you hear a lot of terminology, at least I do now, of coaching, but what's the difference between coaching and counseling? Is there a difference? There is, and uh, coaching isn't for everyone. So it is really important to understand that coaching really works for couples who want to change and are capable of changing. And, and the capability is really the, the hard part of the equation because there are some people that have issues that really do need professional counseling and, uh, and marriage coaches aren't equipped to do the, that counseling role. Typically, counseling would focus on uh, things and issues in the past and help people get resolution so that they can move forward more effectively. Coaching takes couples from where they are and helps them to uh, move to where they want to be. So it focuses on the present moving to the future. So so that is probably the biggest difference. But people go to a counselor who has years of training, they're licensed, uh, they have a lot of experience, and they can diagnose, they can figure out what's going on to, to help a couple that is really stuck with significant issues. Coaches come alongside and facilitate a process of discovery where they help the couple through, through communication skills and applying those communication skills to really understand the impact that their behavior is having on the other person. They help to reframe thinking with things like, you're on the same team. You know, is the team winning or losing? And as people start to think about things differently, they are then empowered to behave differently. Mm-hmm. So the coach takes that and they and they work it through. So 
if you're not getting the results you want and you, and you see that, what can you do differently? How are you going to do that? Who's going to do it? When are you going to do it? What's going to happen if somebody forgets to do what they agreed to do? How are you going to do it, uh, respond so you're not nagging, but you're helping a teammate? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to know if it was successful? When are you going to review it? Um, and it's that kind of process. So coaches don't have answers. Counselors, counselors have answers. Coaches have a lot of great questions to facilitate a process of applying what's unique to your relationship so you can get the results that you want and achieve the goals that you want. Can I give just a quick example Please. of what that looks like? So let's just say you're in the middle of an argument and one of the teammates is the person who stuffs and doesn't respond and is, gives you the silent treatment. And the other person is one who's very verbal and may get very loud. And you may have been married for a number of years and this is the merry-go-round that you're on. Neither one of you like it. Every time you have an issue that comes up, somebody stuffs it and gets silent for a couple of days and then all of a sudden they start talking. But it doesn't work well for you. That's the type of situation that a coach can really come in and and help resolve. People are stuck and they don't know how to talk to each other because they've never learned. So coaches can teach you a skill and help you work through that skill, practice that skill, and we call that a different play in your relationship. You know the definition of crazy. It's doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> expecting different results. We teach coaches teach you to do something different and you do get different results. Wonderful. And there's such empowerment in that also, I think, when you're able to problem solve together too. Wonderful. Well, we are coming up to a break. We're going to take a few minutes here and we'll be right back with Marriage Team. to the marriage coaches who can help you achieve a winning marriage team. It's coaches Al and Autumn Ray on KPAM 860. Welcome back to Marriage Team Live. Uh, this is Brenda Stewart, Gil and Brenda Stewart from Restored and Remarried, and we're here sitting with Al and Autumn from Marriage Team. What a joy today. Thank you, guys. We've been talking about marriage coaching and also uh, Restored and Remarried Seminar, which is uh, encouragement for remarried couples in a blended family. And we have, uh, you can find more information about what we do at restoredandremarried.com. You can give us a call at 360-604-2117. That's 360-604-2117. Don't call yourself much, do you? I know, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, really quick one thing let me give a couple call and phone numbers if anybody would like to call in and talk about marriage coaching or blended family step family uh, issues our number here at kpam is 503-225-0860 that's 503-225-0860 in the portland metro area otherwise it's 877-774- KPAM, which is 5726. That's 877-774-5726. All right, let's get back to some more questions to Marriage Team with Alan Autumn. How about that? How large is Marriage Team? That's a good question. Um, Marriage Team uh, trains couples to be coaches. So we have 176 people right now who are actively coaching other couples. And we are in 27 communities, mostly up and down Washington and Oregon. Um, but the interesting thing about marriage team is that coaching can occur uh, by Skype or by telephone. Wow. So we can coach people across the United States, even internationally. And we have. Um, so we don't want location to hold people back from 
coaching. Give us a call, and we can coach relatives that may be in a different state even. So, Ottoman, uh, what does the program look like? If I were to call in and ask about coaching, what would happen? What we would tell you is uh, coaching is a process that you sit down with another couple for 8 to 12, two-hour sessions. It can be two up to three, three and a half the longest we've ever coached somebody is for four hours, which sounds like a long time. Now that definitely sounds like full contact sport. Yeah, there. That, 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 that wow. But uh, but you know, typically you guys issue helmets and stroller pads <laughs> and all that as well. Typically, <laughs> if you start at seven, people get tired at you know nine thirty, ten, ten thirty. But if things are really clicking, if the couple's making progress and you're really working well and and things are going, the time flies by. And you look at the we looked at the at the clock and it was like. 10 minutes to 11 and we said, my goodness, where'd the time go? Mm-hmm. And it just, it just flies. Really goes. So it, it goes really quickly. And that's one of the things that distinguishes coaching maybe from the more traditional counseling where many sessions are 50 minutes, maybe an hour. Whereas a coach is more flexible in that because there's, you know, you're doing it in the evening and there's not another client or somebody that's, that's waiting. So right. uh, you, right. the coaches have a lot of flexibility to tailor that. Wow. And is coaching expensive? I always kind of laugh when people ask that question. Mm-hmm. I was going to go, yeah, it's about $1,200 but <laughs> <laughs> It's priceless. It's absolutely priceless. Uh, but when we say that, we go, well, can you imagine how much a divorce would cost? But no, it's nowhere near that. It's well, we very, can tell you about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, emotionally as well as financially, yes. right? No, it's it's very, very reasonable. It's $160, that's all, for however many sessions it takes, 8 to 16. And as Alan said, they're about two-hour sessions, so that's pretty reasonable when you consider it's about $5. Um, per, per person per hour. Per person per hour, wow, yeah. Incredible. incredible. And, but let me also say that um, if if it's not affordable, if it's not in your budget, we're willing to work with anybody because it's about getting your relationship back on track. And that's really important to us. Absolutely. Well, before I go to another question, I just kind of wanted to comment too, in the training that I sat in with you guys, when we kind of saw how you did this as a guy, I totally connected, resonated and loved the analogies. Cause I think during the session we sat through the coaching tended to go to baseball terminology mm-hmm. and there was a pretty good banter back and forth during the training and then the coach couple that we sat with, uh, the analogy kind of went around base because I kind of I like baseball, uh, especially if my team's winning. And in that case, in my marriage, if our team is winning, then you know there's humor that comes to that, and there was a lot of fun in it. I think one of the things that we heard uh, while we were in Smart, uh, Smart Marriages was the perspective of love and laughter and how those two things go together. So if there's a, good, a lot of laughter, the marriage tends to go to the healthy quick. So it's much of my commentary there. Let's get to one last question here about what about the results? Let's get down to the bottom line, as Brenda would say. How do you compare coaching to traditional counseling when it comes to the results? Well, the results are often very similar. Um, the results of a couple that goes through coaching successfully is that they have a better relationship. Uh, they are, they're much more satisfied. They view themselves as a team now. And when we have tracked this and we do, we do track results for couples that come in as, as distressed couples and we give an inventory and they, they come in and so you can sort that out. But couples come in as, they come in as distressed couples 
the ones that complete the coaching and go through it report an average of 183% improvement. Wow. Now, that sounds like a strange number. How do you yeah. come up with well, that? Well, 100% would be 183? What's <laughs> yeah. with that? Yeah. Well, if you make it specific, it sounds better. No. Um, what we do is we ask couples, what was your relationship before coaching and what is it after coaching? So we've taken the average of the number before and the average of the number after, and we just do the math for the percent improvement. Very cool. So couples really... Uh, that complete the program really get feel they got a lot out of it, and they, they've got tools that they can use. The other th- question that we ask them is, how was your coaching experience? And couples rate that on a scale of one to ten. Uh, they rate that as a yeah, nine, two, nine, three. Mm-hmm. So couples really enjoy their coach couple. They feel that they really connected. The coach couple cared about what they were doing, mm-hmm. wanted them to be successful. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, sometimes coach couples. Um, it comes across that they want, they're more concerned about the couple's marriage than the couple is. Oh. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, you really get invested in working with somebody Certainly. and you want them to be successful. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of care and concern. So people really resonate well with the coaching process. And one of the things we talked about price a minute ago, and one of the things, we offer a money-back guarantee. Now, that isn't that you're going to have a perfect marriage afterwards, but what we tell people is if you don't feel you got your money's worth from the coaching experience, put it in writing and we'll refund your money. So if you don't feel that the coach has helped and we're, you know, gave you some value, just let us know. And, and it's not about the money. It's about helping you be more successful in your marriage. Do you have anything to add to that? You know, I was just going to say uh, one of the well-known best practices in helping people change uh, the way they behave, behavior change is to have a relationship with someone who holds you accountable and cares about you and expresses that care and concern so that you want to change for them and they're also holding you accountable to change. And all that is built into the coaching process because the coaches really do care about this relationship. It's it's not about collecting money at the end of a session. It's all about, wow, we want you to be successful and empowered to make this relationship what you want it to be. So after eight weeks goes by, they're still there to take a phone call. They're friends. Absolutely. They're mentors. They're invested. That's fantastic. That's refreshing. That's fantastic. Great. Well, we'd like to thank you for being a part of our time together today. And we just wish you and your marriage, if you're in a blended family or first-time marriage, if you've been married 50 years or you're on your honeymoon still, um, that you have a winning marriage and a winning week. Uh, once oh, again. I hope you get the bases loaded and you hit a grand <laughs> slam. Come on now. Let's have it. Huh? Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Yeah. Bye-bye.